the land of living skies is also the land of opportunity. Since the end of the Second World War, more than 200 football players born in Saskatchewan have made a mark with the Rough Riders, either attending rider training camp, making the practice roster, or playing in at least one regular season game. I am Daniela Ponticelli, the host of Air It Out, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast. This episode is dedicated to the hometown heroes, the ones who have climbed the ranks of Saskatchewan football to find themselves playing for the coveted green and white. Our first guest could even be considered Regina royalty. Yeah, Mitch Pickton, uh, wide receiver with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, we're number 81. Okay, but Mitch is way too down to earth to be regal, just like his teammate on the O-line who grew up a three-hour drive north in Melfort. Logan Furland, number 63 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Logan and Mitch are just two of the current homegrown talents on the Riders roster. Make sure you stick around. At the end, I'll test how much they know about the province and the Riders with some tricky Saskatchewan trivia. Now let's get to the Queen City receiver who is carrying on the Picton name in football. So right now you're playing professional football in the city you were born and raised, the same city you developed as a player. How special is that for you, Mitch? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I've played all, any meaningful football that I've played has all been in uh, in Regina. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's incredible to be in this community, kind of where I grew up, and to come through the ranks of RMF and then high school, university football, doing it in Regina is uh, then to, to be drafted to the Rough Riders is uh, a dream come true. And I'm, I'm fortunate to have been here since. So take me through what a typical home game is like for you. And then who's watching in the stands <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people a uh, lot of people watching in the stands tons of aunts uncles my parents my fiance brother sister nieces nephews everybody grandparents everybody's all there so it's pretty cool typical game day honestly family's really involved i usually have my pregame dinner uh, at my parents the night before and then the day before i usually go for a bike ride and usually see my nieces and nephews and do that kind of thing relax a little bit and then uh, go home have a nap and then come to the come to the stadium ready to go so the pregame dinner the night before, is that always the same or do you change it up? How how much of a stickler are you for that kind of tradition? <laughs> I try not to be too much of a stickler because then I f find when you're on the road, if you're too dialed in, I need one thing. Then if you can't find it, then you're in trouble, right? So, But usually my mom makes uh, a pretty good Greek dish, a Greek chicken dish the night before games that, uh, that I like to have before home games. Oh my gosh, it sounds so good. <laughs> I mean, how lucky, I know we just talked about this, but how lucky you are to be experiencing this with your family right there when you consider how many of your teammates right have left home or are far from home yeah yeah very fortunate and uh we see it a lot guys miss home when they when they come up here and things like that so i certainly don't take it for granted to be uh, at home surrounded by friends and family that uh support me so much so uh pretty fortunate in that way and try to bring in uh teammates as well and include them in that bring them over for dinners and and stuff like that trying to give them a little piece of home when they're when they're up here you and your family are such a big part of this community. Your parents, longtime owners of some dairy queens in the city and have just really made themselves a part of Regina. Just take me back to when you were growing up. Like, What was a regular summer like for you? Super fortunate growing up. Uh, we were kind of able to, to do anything that, that we wanted sports-wise and uh, we had a lot, lot of opportunities growing up to, uh, to be able to explore different sports, different activities and, and do whatever we wanted. So um, grew up super close to uh, obviously my cousin Noah, my brother, siblings and, and other cousins and things like that. So a lot of it was based around football. In the summer, we were uh, hockey season 
season was in the winter. And then once the summer rolled around going into the fall, we were dialed in on football. So, um, yeah, a lot of it surrounded football. Football has been a big part of my life for a long time. Did you come and watch the riders play? Yeah, so my, my grandparents have been season ticket holders for a long, long time, and my family all is now, so we used to come to, to rider games all the time, and I just remember that stadium, how loud it would get, especially being as a little kid. Um, you just, you were shocked, and you couldn't even hear yourself think with how rocking that building used to get, so uh, yeah, that used to be pretty fun. Yeah, when you're when you're a small kid and you're just trying to take everything in, it's <laughs> yeah. It seems remarkable. larger than life, honestly. When we used to go to those games and uh, to be experiencing it now from a, a different perspective is pretty cool. So knowing that you love football as a kid and growing up, you're surrounded by it. We will talk about your family ties to football in a moment as well. Did you envision yourself ever being able to step out as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider? Was that ever in your in your dreams as a kid? Yeah, it was always uh, it was always a dream of mine to play professional football. But um, in the moment, you were always thinking of just the next step, right? In RMF, you were excited to play high school ball. And in high school, you're excited to have an opportunity to play university ball. And then from there, you're starting to think, shoot, I might be able to you know, make something of this and make a good run at it and possibly do this as a career. So you're kind of always not trying to get ahead of yourself, but just looking forward to that next step. And uh, now that's kind of all accumulated to, to being here now. You went to Dr. Martin Leboldis High School in Regina, produces fantastic football <laughs> players. And honestly, it's such a great pipeline, especially to the U sports level. What do you remember most about your experience in high school with football at that level? Yeah, we had a really good core group of guys that were all kind of in my grade, and I felt like we really progressed every year from, you know, through grades 10, 11, and then finally in grade 12, we were able to kind of break through. We won the provincial championship, and we had a lot of guys sign CIS letters of intent uh, coming out of high school, so that was really cool. Had a lot of the boldest guys um, at the Rams and then had some guys go elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, we had a really, really talented group kind of through my uh, years at the boldest. And are you still friends with them? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them still still really tight with. So See, that's the best part of it, right? Uh, so you already talked about the Rams. How did that transition to U Sports happen for you at the time? Yeah, I was small coming out of high school. I think I weighed about 160 pounds coming out of high school. So I certainly wasn't uh, you know, a highly sought-after recruit coming out of, out of high school. So I definitely started at the bottom. I initially thought I was going to redshirt my first year with the Rams. Ended up through injuries. Had Rams head coach Mark McConkey actually broke his ribs oh my goodness. early in the season. So I had to step in and play. But yeah, it was a kind of got thrown into the fire there in my in my first year and then was able to, uh, I felt like I progressed every year then through kind of years three, four and five to really uh, kind of break out and, and put some good seasons together. So Mark McConkey, of course, was playing at the time when you, he's now there. Yeah, he was actually funny. So he was actually my roommate my rookie year oh my um, goodness. Uh, for our first couple games uh, with the Rams. The Picton name runs very deep with football and especially actually with the University of Regina Rams. Your older brother Aaron also played. You two overlapped a couple years. Yeah. And then Aaron was drafted by the Calgary Stampeders in 2015. Your cousin Noah Picton, that name is very well known here in the community and beyond. Rams quarterback also when you played. Yeah. And he went on to be a member of the Toronto Argonauts. I mean, how much fun was it learning and growing with these guys beside you the whole way? Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I always watched Aaron on the Rams. I always watched him. He was a little bit older than me, right? So that was cool. And then that was a big reason I decided to stay at the U of R's. I knew Aaron was there. I was very comfortable, obviously, playing with Noah. Knew he was going to be the quarterback, so I stuck around for that reason as well. And uh, yeah, it was cool. We also had a, a cousin, Blake Anaka, 
who was a running back with the Rams. He was a year younger than Noah and I. So we actually had four of us on the Rams at one point, and that was a ton of fun. And there's a bunch of clips where Aaron would snap it to Noah, and Noah threw it to me, and we had some touchdowns scored like that and, and things like that. So it was a really cool family dynamic that we had going. And, you know, family suppers over at my grandparents, and all four of us are there. It was, it was pretty fun. Everybody was pretty dialed in on the Rams at that time. And are you more competitive with your family? I think we are. We're definitely all competitors, but we're all being on the same side of the ball. We all kind of knew. Noah knows that he needs Aaron to block in order for him to have time to throw the ball to me. So we're, we were all so interconnected with uh, the success of our different positions that, uh, yeah, we were all pulling for each other. So everyone's kind of pulling the rope the same way. Mitch, I know last U-Sports season you were able to go hang out with the, with the team a little bit here and there. Are you still able to help out here and there as an alum of the Rams? Yeah, I try to kind of as a player and drop a little bit of knowledge. Fortunately, Mark still lets me go out with the Rams in the offseason. They have the indoor facility booked because all of our quarterbacks obviously go back down south for the winter. So when I need some balls thrown, I'll usually work with the U of our quarterbacks and receivers and, and get in on some of their sessions. And then also working with uh, like Noah Pelche, who he had in camp with us. So I can call him as well. And he'll he'll come out and throw kind of whenever we, we want some uh, some balls put in the air. Whenever I meet a former or current coach of yours, Mitch, teammate as well, they always tell me the same thing. Not only are you a great player, but you work so hard. You're doing all those little things. Where did that work ethic come from? I think that was instilled in me from a very young age. My parents worked super hard in the community with their, their entrepreneurs. Um, so my parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, that was instilled in me from a very young age. And then I think when I got to the U of R, that was the first I ever got to play with my brother. And seeing the way that he worked uh, was something that uh, I learned from big time. He was a in the weight room all the time. He worked really hard. So yeah, just learning from him and seeing the way that he approached the game and in a very professional manner, I think was uh, something that I learned a ton from in my first few years at the U of R. So from the family perspective, where did the love of football come from? So my uncle Dean was a quarterback with the Rams when they were playing uh, junior. And I remember, so we were always kind of connected to the Rams in that way. And I remember he used to take us out to Rams practice and we were kind of always watching football. And it's something that I think my brother played, he loved. And then Noah and I started playing. We both loved it. And for like as long as I can remember, we were always just playing football in the backyard, throwing the ball around, started playing touch football as soon as we could, tackle football as soon as we could. And then um, we found some success with it. And uh, something that we could do together kind of brought us closer as well between cousins and siblings and stuff like that. So I think we kind of fell in love with it in that way. And then we started finding some success with it and then just, you know, kind of built from there. And, and here we are. That's fantastic. So the earliest you would have been able to do touch is like what? It's pretty young, like four or five ish. I remember playing like touch football on the old Astro turf at, uh, at old mosaic, like way back. In the okay. Day. Yeah. yeah that, that'll take you back. <laughs> Speaking of which on May 26th, 2017, you're drafted in the fifth round by the riders. What was that day like for you? Were you in the Picton household at the time? I was, yeah. Yeah. Had some, uh, some family there. Yeah. The night went on a little bit longer than I had maybe wanted it to or expected it to, but, um, yeah, when I got that call from from the Riders, it was pretty cool. So they only draft the first couple rounds live on TV, right? So my name, actually, I was sitting on the couch waiting for a call, and my brother was following it online, and he was actually the first one that saw my name pop up. And then he kind of went, holy crap, Mitch just went to the Riders. And then I didn't believe it at first. I saw it, and then right away my phone rang. So it was a pretty uh, pretty cool moment. Honestly, who was more excited, you, your parents? I know my mom was pretty excited. She... I wasn't sure that she wanted me to move away. So, uh, yeah, she's pretty. she was pretty excited, yeah. You get to meet players from all over North America and beyond with the global players here. As one of the resident 
hometown heroes here on the Riders. <laughs> what are some of the first things that you tell your teammates or maybe even some of the coaches about the city and then the province as well? Things that I enjoy doing in the province aren't maybe things that they we have opportunities to do during the season, right? So I always tell guys, there's in terms of going out, doing that sort of thing, there's not a whole lot to do. When you're here during the season, it's really easy to just focus on football. So try to give them some uh, tips on where to go to eat, things like that. But uh, for the most part, it's just, hey, enjoy the community. Enjoy uh, Rider Nation, everything that this team has to offer, right? Because you don't get that other places around the league. You don't get this incredible facility. You don't get the fans. You don't get things like that. So I say just just take it in and, and you know, be in the facility, be in the community, and enjoy being part of the Riders because uh, the Riders are a huge part of Saskatchewan, and, uh, and we are super fortunate to be able to uh, be part of that. So what are some of the things that you do, obviously, out of season because you're here still? Out of season? Oh, I like doing things in the winter. I like hunting. I like fishing, things like that. We can play some golf during the during the season, but uh, that's something I really like to do as well. But uh, things that we like to do in Saskatchewan. This next one might be sneaky hard for you, by the way. Favorite moment as a rider so far? Um, favorite moment as a rider. Beating Calgary in overtime in the playoffs was pretty cool. That was in 2021. That was awesome. And then probably it's got to be up there my first uh, touchdown that I scored, which was at home. So that was super cool as well. Take us through that. Yeah, so I was actually playing the X receiver spot. At the time, Shaq Evans had gotten hurt, and I had to kind of bump over and play his spot for the rest of the game. And yeah, it was just, just a little dig route into the boundary um into the north end zone uh that cody was able to scramble and and found me across the goal line so (laughs) i remember the crowd just i mean they already get excited when it's a touchdown but the fact that it was you i feel like there was just an extra pop in the crowd yeah yeah that felt like that was a season where i had a great camp and was able to kind of break through as a starter in this league and i think that was in week two actually so to find a little bit of success early that year was uh was pretty cool and i had actually trained that whole off season with uh lenius Mm. And I remember we played BC week one and he scored week one and then I scored week two. So we were kind of looking at each other like we're ready to roll now. Yeah, you two are like attached at the hip. <laughs> You're pretty close. Yeah, right? we're pretty tight. We're pretty tight. We've uh, we've gotten really close over these last few years. And I've been fortunate to have somebody who's sticking around Regina as well to train with and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I like having him around and, and hopefully he sticks around. Yeah, that goes a long way. Uh, what are you most proud of when it comes to being a Saskatchewan born player playing for his home province in the CFL? Yeah, I'm just proud of the work that it took. You know, coming out of high school, I wasn't a super sought after recruit. Out of university, I felt like there were a lot of receivers as well that were kind of like ranked higher than me and had a little bit more buzz around them and things like that. And to be a guy that's still now six years later, to still be in the league and there's a lot of guys, not many guys that are still kind of sticking around and finding success in this league. So just the work that it's taken to get here, I'd take a lot of pride in and uh, to continue to be able to put in that work every day and uh, and stay at this level is something that I'm, I'm very proud of. Saskatchewan has produced tremendous football talent for the Rough Riders. From the files of team historian Rob Vanstone, provincial programs have provided the club with 120 players since the end of the Second World War. That's 120 riders who have played at least one regular season game. Now, this does include some who are not born in Saskatchewan, like BC's Nelson Lacombo, who came through the University of Saskatchewan Huskies program. The Huskies have developed 25 riders. The Regina Rams, as a junior and then university program, have produced the most with 46 riders. The precursors to the Rams, the Regina Dales, the Regina East End Bombers, and West End Gophers developed a total of 25 riders. Still with me? 
good, because while the Rams' name went to U-Sports, the junior team became the Regina Thunder, which has since produced six more riders, including our next guest, Logan Furland, who keeps family close to home even when he is in Regina. I wish I could get home more, but I'm usually working on my place in town, like on the bye weeks. Mom comes down here quite a bit for the games, um, and then my brother lives right across the street from me, so we already got that that uh, close proximity, and that's about the closest I want to get to him. So, <laughs> The youngest of three boys, Logan is a mature 26-year-old. He credits his late father, Marcel, for teaching him to really appreciate the prairies, Logan was 15 when he lost his dad to melanoma skin cancer. Now, Logan looks to carry on his family's legacy of hard work and perseverance as a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Logan Furland, you're from Saskatchewan, naturally a rider fan, but you didn't actually go to a game in person until you were a member of the team. Yeah, you got it. So really after high school, like we, we weren't a big football family. We'd watch, you know, the big games, the Grey Cups, obviously, and things like that. But other than that, we weren't like the biggest football uh, fans. Uh, high school, you know, obviously we're, we're a very big football town. So in that aspect, you know, family was always associated around there. But as far as CFL, uh, we didn't really watch much. So uh, once I graduated high school and knew I was going to play secondary then I, I kind of made it a goal of mine I was like you know what I haven't um I haven't made it or I haven't been to a rider game so why not make it a goal to be on the field for my first rider game so it was that was literally the first time uh, I had seen a game was was running out on the field so it was a pretty cool experience so just for context Melford has around 6,000 people when you were in high school how many kids are in your high school uh, I think there's about six to seven hundred in the high school, so it's a, it was a pretty decent high school. Our class was my graduating class was in the high 120s, I think. So that was like one of the biggest classes to ever graduate. So we had we had pretty big uh, graduating class. And tell me about Melford, Saskatchewan. You know, what did you enjoy the most about living there? Probably the it, it is technically a city, but probably the the small town. Like I love uh, just how close everyone is in a small town. It really is like that big family feel. Everyone knows everyone, and so you really want to create that positivity within the town because, you know, everyone's going to have your back if you're able to create that. Your journey in the sport is very personal. You told me about how you really connected to it after losing your father to skin cancer. How did 15-year-old Logan Furland not only find his way into football but make it such a lifelong passion that it is now? That was a big uh, identity moment for me was like figuring out what I wanted to do. And it was, you know, you're you're just starting to become a man. You're just starting to figure everything out, um, figure out what career you want to take yourself on. He was a conservation officer and that's very much what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I was already a year into football. So I ended up just clinging on to football because that's, that's what I had. I, I wasn't like a big... I don't like talking a lot about my emotions and things like that, like like most uh, most men my age or that that age of the time when something like that happens. You know, you have everyone reaching out, but you you still don't really want to reach out. So I struggle with that, and like basically how I got through that part of my life was just going in the gym and being with the guys, and like that's where I really fell in love with the sport because of that 
family feel, you know, a lot of, a lot of responsibilities to take over, like on, on the acreage we were at. Um, but you know, mom, she's a very independent woman and she, you know, did a great job raising us and did what she could with what she had. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's, you can see it with, um, all of, all of their kids is we're all very hardworking people. And, and that's pretty much what we hang our hat on. And remind me again, where you were born and then how you came to Melford because didn't that have to do with your dad's job? Yeah so I was uh, I was actually born we were living in Kindersley at the time and I was uh, premature actually I was three months premature so I was uh, rushed to Saskatoon Hospital where my mom was and uh, they had me there and then I was in um, neonatal care there for I don't know how long but I was I was really lucky for how small I was I was two pounds when I was born. Wow. Um, had a lot of things that, that could have went wrong, could have went the other way. So then we ended up staying in Kindersley till I was 11. And then my dad had a job opportunity to transfer with his, uh, as a conservation officer to Melfort. And then it was also closer to my mom's sister. So that helped. She's in, she's up in Gronlid there. So, um, it was a little better for us. Uh, Kindersley is still a, a great place to grow up, but it was, it was nice to move on more of the, into more of the acreage lifestyle and the farm lifestyle in Melfort. So you must have been a fairly small kid, right? Growing up a little bit undersized. How did you find your place in football and and getting into the physique, especially as an offensive lineman when you need to be almost oversized? No, I uh, I was definitely like a late bloomer. Like I was definitely I was DB was my very first position, so one of the smallest guys in the field, and I didn't really you know really get my height till grade eleven, I think. Um, and then everything else came through with it. Like I was working out a lot and all that. So, um, eating a lot, working out a lot. And then I was just able to gain, you know, consistently that 15 to 20 pounds a year and eventually get to the size I am now. I think when I graduated, I was 200 pounds and now I'm 305. So it's been a long journey of, of gaining the correct weight for the position. And did you want to be an offensive lineman? Is that what you were really drawn to? It was actually funny. In, in high school, like I said, I started out as a DB, so I ended up switching uh, to multiple positions in the defense because I was that terrible. I was Eventually, I was a defensive lineman, and one day we switched positions. The D lineman switched over to the O line, and the O line switched over to the D line for one-on-ones. And the coach saw I actually did pretty decent as an O lineman, so that was my new spot. And ever since then, I... Didn't, didn't matter which position I was in. I, I worked hard at what I did, and it just ended up working out at that. And um, I just put all I had into it, and here I am. Wow. All right. Well, we have your high school coach to thank for that then. Absolutely. I got multiple coaches from my high school, all my coaches from high school to thank for that. So That's fantastic. I wanted to go back. You go to Malfort because of your dad. Just tell me about him and some of the lessons that you carry forward. Yeah. So uh, he grew up in a small town in Saskatchewan called uh, Pontex. Uh, it's a little French hamlet, um, more south of here. And yeah, wildlife was always his thing. Like he loved being outdoors and that's what made him become a conservation officer. And uh, we, we always hunted and fished growing up, me and my brothers. And uh, he really introduced that side of a lifestyle to us. One of my passions is because of him. It's, I, I'm really into anything outdoors uh, because of, you know, what he taught with that. And then Something else he was taught was like a, to have a good work ethic, no matter what you're doing. Like I said, I was pretty young, like I was 15 years old when he, when he passed. So there's a lot of stuff I wish, I wish I would have like paid attention to more, but I can get more from my older brothers that like, they took a lot more from that. And, you know, we're, we're mature enough to understand certain lessons he was trying to pass. So 
I also look up to my brothers and really how they uh, responded to it and how they treat life in general. It's so great. So even though you have a brother now living across the street, it's nice. Yeah, right? it's, <laughs> there's a lot of positives to it for sure. And, Going back to your football career, you're playing in high school, you're getting connected, you're finding your feet, so to speak. How did you get connected with the Regina Thunder? Basically out of high school, coach, one of my uh, coaches sat me down and said, you know, you have a real opportunity to play after high school and uh, you need to figure out what you want to do and if you want to play and also what career you want to do after after you're done football or during your football career. First of all, I decided kind of the what I wanted to do. And when I was 15, I started working construction, so a lot of carpentry. The second I started doing that, I knew I loved it. So I, um, I wanted to pursue that. And then also in high school, I took the classes necessary to become a, a conservation officer. So I knew likely route was going to be a trade school or, uh, or a polytech of some sort in order to either become a conservation officer or go in the trades. So I ended up searching around and found the Regina Thunder, obviously, and they were recruiting. And uh, there were multiple offers from from kind of all around, but I knew it was going to be likely a junior team I was going to go on because of the route I wanted to take. So, yeah, I went to my first first Thunder camp, and the second uh, after that, that first camp ended, I knew, like, uh, this is my spot. I, I belong here because it was – just the family feel of that team and the the uh, the feeling of them actually trying to make you better and and care about also who you are off the field. Um, it it uh, was really something I noticed right off the bat. So I wanted to, I knew I wanted to stay there, and then obviously having the riders in town helped that opportunity too because I knew you know there's that potential opportunity to become a, a practice roster guy and eventually a starter. And you're still involved with the team after our recording. You're going to have a meeting with your rider guys, and then you're headed to a Thunder practice. Yeah, I try to try to help out when I can. I remember the influence guys had on me when when I was there, so I try to do the do the same. And you are now part of a rich history of riders who came from junior ranks in Regina. That's from the Thunder, but even prior to the Thunder being the team that they are now. Does that history mean something to you? Absolutely. It's it's one of the reasons I, I went to the team in the first place. I, you know, I see a lot of the names. Dan Clark was was a huge inspiration to me coming out of high school. Um, you know, you see like Chris Getzlaff, he played there. Paul Waldo played there. Many other names. And it's just, it's, it's inspirational knowing that you can, whether they made the jump straight across or whether it helped them get into university, um, I knew I, I could uh, potentially do the same thing. It's still one of my favorite interview moments was... Uh, talking with you and Dan Clark after practice last year. And Dan just really wanted to sit on the field. So we all sat like we're having a picnic. It was great. But that's where I really learned just how close you two are. It's a friendship, but it's almost more than that. It really is like family. Uh, tell me about how that's developed. I know you're still keeping in touch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dan's Dan's like one of my brothers. He's uh, He is that close. And he's also very close with the rest of my family now. So it's, uh, it's really cool to see the relationship form. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, well, we're, we're both lucky enough to see it kind of transform uh, in front of both of our lives is like, I'm very close with his family and his kids are like my niece and nephew. And his, his wife is, is there too. And it's just a really good relationship. We formed uh, both of our families all together. Just really cool to see coming out of high school, hearing rumors of the guy or you know seeing uh seeing him here and there now we're best friends so it's just pretty cool we're just very much the same personality very much the same work ethic very much the same underdogs our whole lives like wherever we've came from um and i think that's why we we cling together so well there's something so special about the fact that both of you are from 
Saskatchewan as well. That's got to be a great tie-in too. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's the prayer football. It's what what Saskatchewan's known for is just hard-nosed football and and hardworking uh, character men and women. And yeah, I think that's really why we ended up becoming such good friends is just because of all the similarities like that. What has been your favorite part of being a Saskatchewan Rough Rider so far? Probably the the community, the the community feel. Like Saskatchewan is so close and. Our fans are extremely passionate, and that's that's a very big part of it. Is just you you see how much they back us in the good times and the bad. There's always positivity from from our fan base, so it's it's just it's nice to see that, and it's nice to feel the the community behind you when you really need it. Take me back to when you signed with the team, just how that all came to be, and did people in your life start acting a little differently when you became a rider and you're from Saskatchewan? Yeah, it felt. Uh, it was, a, it was a pretty cool moment in my life. It was when when I knew I wasn't, you know, clearly I can't go back to junior. <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to go to university. I knew I wanted to make the jump. So it was actually after the 2019 season was when I got the call. I think it was, uh, I believe it was in December, and they, they wanted to sign me for real. And I knew that was my for real contract. So that, you know, regardless of what happened the year before, when I was actually a PR guy, I knew this was my opportunity. So that was... Yeah, a really exciting moment. And uh, as far as people treating me different is, you know, it, it feels weird going back home because, you know, like you can feel the eyes sometimes. You're, you're in, you know, the Tim Hortons in Melford and, you know, you see people and they looking twice <laughs> here and there. And I'm just like, hey, like I'm, I'm the same kid I was then. There's no difference and there's no difference at all. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool feeling. But at the same time, I don't want it. I don't want it to feel like that. I like, that's why I like Melford in the first place was just how, at home I felt and how down earth everyone is there so it's uh no it's a cool experience for sure this is something I'm, I'm always curious about you were surrounded by football players from other parts of Canada the states the world now what are some of the first things that you tell them about Saskatchewan don't uh don't believe everything you hear about Saskatchewan you know everyone some thinks it's boring boring flat fields but if you actually travel out there and in uh you know especially in when the crops are uh, you know, at their best and it's gorgeous. And a lot of people don't see that or don't maybe don't travel outside of the city when they are visiting here. And I would highly advise to do that. And that's usually what I say is like, we, we have a lot of scenery. We have a lot of uh, incredible landscapes and things like that all throughout Saskatchewan, whether you're north in the bush or you're down south in the, in the coolies and the hills. We have a little bit of everything. And the winters suck. <laughs> I, I think everyone can agree with that. But there's always some kind of positive to look at no matter where you're going. And what do you do in the off season since you do live here and you, you are sticking around? So I have a carpentry business, so I actually just stick with that, end up um, doing that and hanging out with family as much as I can. Other than that, just just training, training as hard as I can, wherever it takes me, whether I'm in Saskatoon or here, I, I usually stay home. And uh, once in a while, I'll get away and do a holiday somewhere just to, just to get away for a little bit and reset. What does a holiday look like for Logan Furlan? Holiday for me, with uh, it's definitely with family. As long as it's got family, that's a holiday for me. So, you know, we'll go to we'll go to Mexico once in a while. This year, we're actually going to Africa. One of my brothers has a has a place there. So we're wait, where be I need to know in South to... Africa, Cape Town. That's where I'm from. Really? Are you kidding me? There we go. Okay, well, we'll talk about this we'll another time. This that's after, super cool. Yeah. That's why I was like, are you going? Are you going? Absolutely. You're going to freaking love it. I'm excited. They oh. uh, they talk nothing but amazing things about it. And uh, yeah, so we we finally bit the bullet and we're like, you know what? We're 
we're all going as a family. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh my, I'm going to bug you so much. To actually be like, <laughs> tell me all about it. How, do, how was it? That's fantastic. Okay. What is a question you get asked most as someone from Saskatchewan? How cold does it get there? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's uh, most of the time. Yeah, it's especially, you know, the guys new to Canada coming on the team. Yeah, even even if they're used to out east or something like that or way out west. It's one of the first ones is always, how cold is it actually? What's the coldest you've been in? And probably about minus 60. Minus 65 is the coldest I've actually seen, but you might only get those like two days a year. So yeah, you're, not, you're not playing in that weather. Hopefully no, not. <laughs> no, and that's what a lot of people assume. So I'm just like, just take it with a grain of salt. It's uh, It's not as bad as it seems. What has been the most rewarding part of playing for your true home team on the CFL stage? Probably just representing uh, my town, uh, representing where I come from. There's not a lot of people that have made it um, from there or from a trades background either. So that's probably my proudest uh, my proudest moment of it is just um, where I came from and that hard work, hard work beats talent nine times out of ten. And if anyone ever has any doubts, you just, just keep working, it's going to come. Hard work is the Saskatchewan way, and homegrown talent has helped the Riders become the club it is today. In all, Saskatchewan-born players account for a man games total of 8,037 and counting. That total is updated through this year's Touchdown Atlantic. I want to thank our wonderful guests this week, Mitch Picton and Logan Furland, who not only shared their personal stories, but also stepped up for some Saskatchewan trivia. If you think you know this province and a little rider history, try it out with Mitch and Logan as we go. I'm not here to embarrass you, I promise. If you know the answer, you can say it before I even get to the multiple choice, but there is a multiple choice, so you can listen. But what is Saskatchewan's official sport? A, football, B, hockey, C, curling, or D, baseball? I want to say it's hockey, but my gut tells me it's curling. It's got to be curling. You got it. What is our official bird? Is it A, a sharp-tailed grouse, B, a magpie, C, a red-winged blackbird, or D, the Canada goose? It's not the grouse, I don't think. Is it a red-winged blackbird? Sharp-tailed grouse. All right, here we go. Official animal of Saskatchewan. A, prairie dog, B, a rattlesnake, C, white-tailed deer, or D, a burrowing owl. Well, you have a lot of white-tailed deer, but I want to say it's a burrowing owl. Burrowing owl? No. It isn't? It's not. Is it the deer? Yeah. Oh, I just got to go with my first answer. You got to go with your gut, Yeah, Mitch. exactly. I know, every time I'm like, you had it, you had it. When did we adopt the Saskatchewan flag that we have today? Here's a little history question for you. Was it in 1999? Was it in 1969, 1972, or 1934? I, I want to say it's been around for a while. 1969? Yes. Hey, there yeah, we go. there you go. <laughs> 72's feeling right. You're so close. 69? Yeah. yeah. The name Saskatchewan comes from a Cree word meaning what? Is it A, happy place, B, land of sunshine and snow, C, where the wheat grows, or D, swift flowing river. Let's let's go with the snow and sunshine. Swift flowing river. Okay, here we go. It's going to get easier from here, I promise. How many cities are there in Saskatchewan? A, 8, B, 16, C, 21, or D, 84? What? 
<laughs> so mean. That what defines so... a city? Is it eight? Twenty-one. Is it sixteen? Yeah. Wow. That was a good guess. Well, that one, I was like, <laughs> I can almost count them all. Yeah. Around how many First Nations are there in Saskatchewan? A fifty, B sixty, C seventy, or D eighty? Seventy. Yeah, around yeah, seventy First Nations. Yep. Let's go with the high one. Let's go seventy. Do you know where Gaynor the Gopher is from? Park Bank, Saskatchewan. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> I didn't even have to give you the options. <laughs> you know this one? Yeah. You can just say it. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Regina, Melfort, Park Bank, or Davidson? Wait a sec. This threw me off here. What were you going to guess? I didn't quite know the name off the top of my head, but it's Davidson. <laughs> it's not. It's Park... Oh. Did you know that Gaynor has a whole backstory, though? And it includes how many siblings he has. So I'm going to throw this out. How many siblings does Gaynor have? Is it A, 9, B, 12, C, 24, or D, 37? He is a gopher. They have lots of babies. Yeah, so let's say 37. A lot of reproduction, so it's going to be, it's going to be the, the highest one there. 30, what would you say? 30. 37. 37. What was the team called before becoming the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 1946? So was it A, the Saskatchewan Pirates, B, the Regina Rugby Club? Yes. I want to hear these names. All right. Is it A, the Saskatchewan Pirates, B, the Regina Rugby Club, C, the Regina Rebels, or D, the Saskatchewan Thunder? It's the, uh, the rugby club. This one, there's no multiple choice. You need to know the answer. What are the four years the Riders have won Grey Cups? I know it was 13 and 07. 66. It's so hard not to look out there right now. I'm not looking though. 89. This one's a hard one, courtesy of Rob Vanstone's stats. So it's not something that people actually know. You just have to take a guess at it. Post-Second World War, records show how many Saskatchewan-born players have played in at least one regular season game with the riders is it a 50 b 84 c 101 or d 136 i think it's b that's my guess let's go with the big 136 you're right wow 136 have played in at least one regular that's season awesome game. and now this one is overall how many saskatchewan born players have been at a rider training camp on the practice roster and or involved in at least one regular season game. So this is going to take account of all the Saskatchewan content out there. Is it A, 136, B, 175, C, 237, or D, 300? 237? Yeah. That's a lot. Hang on. There you go. Isn't that cool? I bet it's uh, 300. No. Yeah, 237. 237. That's still impressive. Who are the best fans in the CFL? Rider Nation. Not even up for debate. Perfect. Yeah. Easy <laughs> Literally one. A Easy Rider one. Nation, B Rider Nation, C <laughs> Rider Nation. All of the above. Honestly, they both passed the test. So much fun. A big thank you to Mitch Picton and Logan Furland. Great Saskatchewan Rough Riders and even better sports when it comes to trivia. A new episode of Air It Out is released every two weeks. The first four, plus a bonus episode, are out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know how much you like what you're hearing by rating this podcast or leaving a review. Air It Out is hosted, written, and edited by me, Daniela Ponticelli. 
with technical and editorial support from Blake Tideman and Ariel Zur. Our podcast graphics are designed by Angela Bailey. Air It Out is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast.